yesterday's conspiracy theories, tomorrow's headlines. Most are still asleep, and I ain't talking about no bedtime. The truth is not a Google search, you need to get your head right. The Greek goddess of illusion was called Media and I. I'm not a coincidence theorist, I look for thread lines. Smashing every deadline, no longer smashing red wine. Though I can hear the bells chime, it feels like the end times. That probably should have been smashed uh. by red wine But the carnal mind is foolish Obey and end up ghoulish Don't get used by instinct Take control and learn to use it Make a load of earnest music Earn a few quid, learn a few tricks Sure the truth is persecuted This whole world is pure abusive Know a bit about everything and everything about nothing Figured out my noggin while you picture out shopping You sit about watching while I dish it out Stop it, I don't mean to sound cocky I'm not even proud of it It's a second dish to me just to be this out honest I don't even need to sound honest Never been about profit Everything but out on it You can bet your house on it Doubt I'll be out for the count when the sound and I'm down for the beat, no beat down I mean how long's it been, help me out I've been the only one who's held me down All in the mind, hell freeze now Still sick with it, healthy how Few bars down and the well freaked out I don't reach out, I seek out to speak out I'ma recount the reasons they beat out Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are on this beautiful planet. It is November 2nd, and today we are some beautiful conversation for you, man. You know why? Because it deals with one of the elements of the world. We got fire, wind, light, water, earth, you know, whichever way you look at it. Water is the topic today. It's powerful. We are made of 70% water. The earth is 79% water, 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 water. Going to get it instilled into you today. All right, guys. So here's my guest, George Wiseman, the man who's created the technology with his hands that revolutionizes our body. I'm going to go ahead and let him explain a little bit more about himself. Wow. I really appreciate being on your show. I I appreciate venues like this, especially where people have their mind open and are looking at the various things that are really going on. I really like your intro. It's uh, well done. Um, I have a little intro of my own that I usually say. Uh, what if there was a technology that helped people seldom get sick, helped bodies heal faster, saved 50% on fuel on average. You can make your own fuel and help plants grow between three times and 10 times faster. And I happen to see that you like having plants that grow. So that, that's a good thing for this venue. And interestingly enough, uh, when you get into the alchemy and, and all of that, uh, this technology combines everything. You've got your wind, water, fire, earth, all combined in this one technology by the time you, you look at it all and start to implement it. So that's what we'll be talking about today is a technology that can do all of that, depending on how you uh, manipulate it. And everything can be done at home. People can do all this stuff at home. And so and for the, the, for the intro, let's, let's just go ahead and um, preface this, preface this. This technology 
is an open technology. This technology wouldn't be something that's pushed down to the side. Um, I know that in China and Japan that they use this type of technology currently in their malls. Uh, I believe I've seen that on one of your podcasts. Um, and, you know, this technology isn't a shunned technology. Am I correct? It isn't really suppressed like a lot of other, uh, like fuel saver technologies have been uh, really suppressed. There's a lot of uh, cancer curing technologies that have been suppressed. There's a lot of free energy technologies that have been suppressed. Uh, <clears throat> I happen to be a fuel saving expert and a uh, and an alternative energy uh, uh, inventor. Uh, in fact, I, I just I got up to get my little when I saw your intro, I got up to get my little paper. I have just my my latest gravity wheel that I'm working on. <laughs> so that's awesome. Uh, a lot of these technologies do exist and have been suppressed like we we could have abundant free energy right now there's everything our whole civilization our lives everything would be completely different if it wasn't for greedy interests trying to just make money and and have and at this point they don't even need any more money what they're looking for is power and control but the browns gas for some reason i don't know why yet uh isn't one of these suppressed technologies and that even though it has been patented. The first, uh, what we call Brown's gas patents were back in uh, in 1960 by a fellow from Phoenix, Arizona called William Rhodes. He was, he was literally a rocket scientist and developed what he called the single ducted gas uh, for, a, for a client that he needed to do, but he, he patented it himself. And those patents were based off, uh, uh, based on Yule, Yule Brown based his patents off uh, William Rhodes's work and then everything has proceeded from there. Um, <clears throat> so we have a situation where uh, people can uh, do amazing things with this gas at home, and it's, and it's absolutely not patented. In fact, not only have I not patented it, I have superior technology to all the patents that have existed before, and I'm freely making it available, like anybody can duplicate the work that I've already done, my research, by simply buying my books and building their own electrolyzers. And then from there on, uh, I, you can buy uh, kits and, and things like that. Now, often what I do then is I put on the uh, Brown's gas cannulas, so I'm actually inhaling the Brown's gas even as we're having this particular conversation. Ah, it's nice. <laughs> I'm inhaling my own type of gas over here. So yeah, I'm in the um, West Coast, Washington State. And we had one of the first medical programs uh, kick off, you know, eight years ago. And so I've just been fascinated. I mean, the recreational market kicked off right after. And it, it's a healer. This is one, this is an earth healer. I'm I'm full into the CBD system on our body. And, you know, um, yeah, this is one of the and gases absolutely. right here. It, and that was a suppressed technology, my goodness gracious, for many decades. It was I'm for 100 years. Yeah, I'm I'm glad that it's finally uh, coming out from under the covers and 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 having it as a class one drug. Like what? <laughs> well, I think that's just on the spiritual aspect. They realize that it, it's, it hits straight to the spirit and they're like, well, we don't want them to do, you know, activate their spirit. We're going to go ahead and label it the worst of the worst. Yeah. Even though it doesn't qualify in any condition under any of that. Okay. So. Brown's gas is what I'm talking about today, and uh, it isn't. It, it's just one line of research, but it turns out that it's something that has been 
uh, unless we, we want to talk about something else too. Like if there was anything that you saw that was of interest, we can certainly touch on. Those oh, things. no, this, this Brown's gas machine. Um, this is important to see. Like I live in a G like Washington state, right? So this place has been flooded with Bill Gates contamination from the planes and with the Boeings, uh, the, the military, uh, these GMOs, these freaking vaccinations, everything. My whole city and state is like flooded. And I, I would like them to heal. Um, I'm a big proponent in natural healing, holistic healing. I work out, I exercise, I do yoga, stretch, um, plant medicine. I grow my own food now. And now I'm trying to get a little bit more technical with this podcast and, you know, show some more advancements because, you know, everybody knows about supplements and working out, but nobody really knows about these advanced technologies. And this is it right here, man. Um, you see, yes. comparing it to like uh, the Bosnian pyramid, how it has healing technology currently in it. And um, it's speculated that most of the pyramids around the world were healing pyramids, healing technologies. Like, I, I, I love I love it because I know that it's true. I know it's powerful. I know it's potent and um, it, it, it will live on. Yes. And hydrogen for health was actually a known thing almost 200 years ago. There's uh, there's some paperwork that I saw. At one point, I, I don't have uh, my fingers on it right now, but over 200 years ago, they actually were using or, or experimenting with hydrogen for health. And then it kind of got forgotten. And then allopathic medicine came up and that sort of thing is kind of ignored. So it isn't new. It's kind of being rediscovered. And it, and it's astonishing. And then and then, of course, there's the situation of Brown's gas where it isn't just hydrogen. You also have an additional gas that we call electrically expanded water was a negatively charged gaseous plasma form of water and uh, and and so that gas all these three gases come out you got your hydrogen your oxygen and your what i call exw coming out all the same hose and when you inhale it like this amazing things happen in people's body now it depends on on the people for example the first time i inhaled it 15 minutes about 6 30 at night I didn't sleep that night. I was absolutely wide and awake, alert, excuse me, wide awake and alert all night. I it I was always thinking I was going to fall asleep. I laid there, but it, but I didn't. That it sounds wasn't like, like having a coffee buzz. It was just being alert. That sounds like the first time I tried Purple Power C60. I took a took a whole drop of that, and dude, the oxidation, the the cellular regeneration just kept me up all night. I was like, what is this? I, I'm, I can relate. And then my my current wife, when she inhaled for 15 minutes at about 6.30 at night, uh, she had the best night's sleep she could remember. So as an example, exactly the opposite in the same household. There's no real knowing what the what the body needs when it gets this nutrition. Uh, and, and you're going to probably notice uh, positive or what I call a negative weirdness. Like there's some people that will get a headache. And that means that the body is trying to heal something in the head. So obviously you want to uh, uh, just cut back, but you don't want to actually stop because you do want to get healed. And the body is, is trying to address that kind of thing. So, uh, but in, in your particular case, since you do grow your own food, it's really important to uh, bubble the water that's being fed to the plants along with the other nutrients. You'll be adding the hydrogen and the electrically expanded water that the, that the plants just flourish with. So you'll, you'll love them. They grow faster. Uh, the uh the food is rich in nutrients it's so is this what you do with your garden um 
No, actually, I don't have a garden right now. <laughs> oh. which, well, so, which I've been embarrassed to admit. And I, it's all right. Honestly, I didn't have a garden until three years ago. Um, yes. I didn't even eat real food until three years ago either, man. I was eating Dr. Uh, Dr. Pepper and Jack in the Box. And, oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're lucky to, that you're young enough that your body will probably heal a lot. Oh, that, yeah, uh, dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm, just, I'm kicking my body's ass at the gym in order to heal. <laughs> That's good. Um, so, so you said that this works on plants. Yes. And you I, have a uh, okay. We wow. we have I have on my website a uh, a page called Plants Don't Lie. So don't. plants with an S don't lie, and uh, and and people will be able to see where orchards and uh, and uh, hydroponic setups and. And even fish like uh, aquaponics, when the people uh, bubbled the browns gas in the water that the fish were inhaling uh, and breathing in, uh, the fish grew three times faster. So That's awesome. pe people that are growing their own food with aquaponics or if you're growing uh, exotic species like koi or something where you can sell them, the faster they grow, the, the more money you make. Uh, this is all good stuff as far as that's so concerned. But everything with water might just be boosted with this. If I give this water to my dog, she will be healthier. Yes. The only unfortunate thing is that the, if, if you have it in an open container, then it doesn't take very long for the hydrogen to kind of dissipate out of the out of the container, like the water bowl or something. So whatever uh, your dog drinks right away would help. But if it waits a couple hours, then it's just normal uh, water. Yeah. Okay. Now, a little hint and a tip, though, is you can make this water and then freeze it. If and and when you freeze it, it holds the gas in the ice cubes. So then so you can make ice cream. Ice cubes in the in the dog's water or the cat's water, uh, then it gradually releases into the water. That so that's a little uh, tip that, that helps. So you can make ice cream and slushies and 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 you know those uh, frozen goods, right? You could freeze the water that's already electrically charged and stuff, and then make some powerful ice cream included with yes. some CBD oil, CBD oil, hydrogen rich. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> Flows this is mind. amazing technology. Right. Well, exactly. See, exactly. And when we start getting into this, these alchemical forms, these powerful combinations like just come to us. Uh, you know, it's. It's natural for us to see these yes. things. And the nice thing about this is it's really simple as well. Like it isn't complicated. You don't have to have a degree in chemistry to yeah. uh, to do these things. Just normal household everything. Because it's just water. We're not we're not mixing all these crazy oil solutions and like you know yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, so oh. uh, a quick history. Uh, I grew up on a cattle ranch and we were way back in the bush without electricity or running water or anything. We chopped firewood to uh, cook our food with in a, in a big wood cook stove that also had a big uh, tank on the side, a reservoir that the, the water, any hot water we wanted was the gut from there. Uh, we would bathe in a tin tub. You'd set out in the living room and then you'd pour the water into it and, and bathe in the, uh, and in the wintertime, we would just grab snow from outside, buckets of snow, and come and pour it into the reservoir, and it'd melt, and that's how we'd get our hot water. And the in the, uh, in the summer, fresher than that. Go, yeah, in the summer, we'd go down to the lake and just dip barrels, uh, uh, dip water out of the lake, and fill barrels of water to bring back up to the ranch house. So that was our water and our heat and our and our cooking, and and uh, it was like oil lamps. We had no electricity for for lights and stuff. We were so far out, we didn't even get radio, and definitely no TV. But uh, so it, it was quite uh, interesting 
life uh, as I was growing up. Now, I, I was aware of, uh, of indoor plumbing and, and uh, electricity because uh, the school we went to, of course, it was a small school, only went to grade 10, that, and then we had to board out in town, which was 36 miles away to get the, uh, to go to high school. Uh, but the, it, uh, obviously they had uh, running hot and cold water and electricity. And when I left the ranch, I decided I'd never be without that again. <laughs> so I have an RV, for example. So when I go back to the ranch these days, I, I bring my own toilet and electricity with me. <laughs> You never really lost that uh, old schoolness, and honestly, you know, no, once you get no. in touch with nature and learning how to do things with yourself, it sticks forever. Yes. So uh, it was a real MacGyver kind of a situation back on the ranch because we didn't have uh, carpenters or plumbers or electricians or any of the uh, infrastructure that people are used to in the town. Uh, we, If it's something needed to be done, like veterinary work or medical emergencies, we did it ourselves or it didn't get done. It was as simple as that. So we learned how to do construction and uh, and operate heavy equipment and all the things that needed to be done just, just because we had to do it. So I, I became essentially a jack of all trades growing up the way that I did. And when I left the ranch, I needed to figure out a way to make a living. Uh, one way I tried was prospecting and I did find some stuff, but it was, that was a lot of hard work. I thought, you know, this is so much hard work, I might as well be back on the ranch. And I decided I'd try something with a little more intellectual. So I decided to be an inventor. And uh, since I knew enough about mechanics and I had accidentally discovered ways of increasing fuel mileage, uh, which as I as I learned more, I learned why. And how, how did you and... accidentally, in, what, what, accidentally, yeah. Okay, accidents <laughs> just happen all the time and we produce great results. <laughs> Well, so so yes. can we speak a little. Can we speak a little about about that? Okay, a quick. Yeah, I'll try to make it quick. The. Um, it's all right. No, okay, my my dad. Uh, I worked all summer to get a pickup truck so I could drive back and forth to town to school, and uh, like I said, it was thirty six miles away. It's not something you want to do on horseback or a bicycle. So the, uh, uh, I and I and I found this nice little Nova. I found several different cars that I wanted dad to buy, because as a farm boy, I had no money. My, my dad was actually a car collector, so yeah, he had all them cars. I seen this magazine, and he pulled out it was like page after page after page. You know, he would he would uh, repair them and sell them, and you know stuff. And he had all the cars, man. It was, those those days, the cars yes. were nice, Met, real metal, real shiny, real metal. Real heavy metal. Yeah, that was it was good good vehicles. So in any case, uh, dad said no, 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 and then he was at a farm auction, and there was this stock uh, rack. Uh, that he wanted to buy, uh, but he had no way of getting it home on the vehicle he happened to have with us. So he looked over to field this rusty old pickup out in the field, 1966 Ford pickup, and said, "Okay, how would you like to have that one?" And and by this time, I said yes to anything. So I said yes to that old pickup truck, which broke down even on the way home. <laughs> that's how it goes. Yeah. yeah, that's how it goes. But he said, "This is the deal. I'll pay as much as it takes to fix the truck up the first time, and then you're on your own." And uh, so as I was fixing it up, it turned out that there were some things that were happening in the truck uh, that I didn't know about. Now, uh, it, it was a neighboring ranch. It was a Giesbrick ranch. And so it was the Giesbrick brothers had uh, owned this pickup truck and they laughed till they just about fell on the ground when they learned that I had bought or that was going to be my pickup truck because they had thrashed this truck. They had seriously thrashed the truck. 
but they'd also it had a it was a Ford 252 engine in it, and they'd also put in a uh, high speed rear end off some other vehicle. Uh, I don't know what it was, but it had about a two to one uh, gear ratio, which meant every time the engine turned over twice, the uh, wheels went one time round. So that that was a much higher, uh, like almost double the uh, um, the ratio. Like usually it's a four to one or something like that. So the uh, what would happen is at a lower RPM, you'd be going faster. And that's what they were trying to do is make the vehicle go as fast as they could. All well, right. it turns out when I Did went to uh, uh, school, mechanics in uh, high school, they allowed you to rebuild your own engine. And I brought in this old pickup truck, which incidentally was burning so much oil. It was like I burned a gallon of oil a day. because it, and, uh, and when I drive to school, every dip in the road, there'd be a cloud of smoke just kind of hang in the in their little gullies so people started going to work a half hour earlier so that they would be not going through all my smoke avoiding the smoke <laughs> it was that smoggy oh man so in any case i i finally got the truck into the uh mechanics uh, uh in school and took the engine out and the me and the mechanics teacher wanted that engine so badly because it, it was so wrong like there were so many things wrong with that engine uh it, the pistons were warped for example one place uh, that even though the rings were broken into half-inch sections, there was one place where the ring grooves, the the rings, those half-inch sections, the ring grooves were so warped that there were four of those half-inch sections stacked one on top of another. And the engine had a knock is because one of the connecting rod bearings uh, had been uh, uh, gone, and the, so the piston was slapping the head. And there's just a whole bunch of things wrong with the engine that he wanted to be able to show uh, in his class. So he traded me. For a 361, uh, which was the industrial version of the 360 of the Ford, uh, which had a nine-quart oil pan it would, it, and a whole bunch of other things, a lot of torque. It had a lot, a lot of torque, and uh, and and that happened to also have something called the 2150 uh, carburetor, Mortarcraft carburetor on it, and that combination of that carburetor, that engine with a lot of torque, and uh, and that high-speed rear end, made that truck. Uh, go down the road at 50 miles an hour at about 1200 RPM. So it was just over idle. It was, it was going down the road at that speed. And then this is where it, now that just accidentally put a drivetrain in, in effect that could get high mileage. But then the last thing was that 2150 carburetor was, um, uh, it, I, I accidentally hooked up the vacuum hoses in a, in a different way than it was supposed to be. And, it caused a slight vacuum to, to be formed on the float bowl in the carburetor. And when that happened, it held back fuel. So less fuel was going into the engine, but at the same time, it enhanced the emulsification action of the air bleeds of the carburetor. And what that meant is the fuel that was spraying into the Venturi was, was a, a fog, a really thin, uh, very small molecules or droplets fog. So more of it evaporated. And one of the things you'll start to learn really fast if you look, if you start looking into fuel savings is that only gasoline vapors burn. Very important point. So whatever fuel is vapor when the spark plug fires is the only fuel that powers your engine. Any fuel that is liquid at that point does vapor vaporize after that, turn into vape, uh, vapor during the combustion, uh, mix with, with uh, air, and then combust, but that takes about 25 milliseconds. You only have about three to seven milliseconds from the time the spark plug fires 
of the time, the piston is moving faster than the speed of the combustion of the fuel. So the so you don't get any power from the from that other the liquid portion of the fuel. So by in, putting, in perspective, is gas uh, as equal as hemp oil from back in the day? When they would burn in a combust uh, in the engines, and they would I'm use sorry, it. Uh, repeat that. Guess. So when they used hemp oil of uh, Tom Ford in his one of his first mm. cars, uh, how does that compare? Do you have any? Yeah, that that would be more like diesel. Okay, so hemp that, burns that, like diesel. Yeah, that would be a different uh, uh, combustion, slightly different. But didn't use a spark plug; it used uh, compression to ignite it. I would imagine, because okay. uh, that goes in more into the vegetable oil, uh, uh, fuel oil type of. Uh, uh, thing and that's and that's fine there's fuel savers for that as well and again the same situation it actually has to be a vapor before it will combust if you have a container of gasoline and you throw a match in it only the vapors rising off the surface of the gasoline that are in contact with air will burn the actual pool of uh, gasoline underneath won't burn okay so the uh so what what is happening is i ended up with these very small fuel droplets which which had a much greater surface area to the air than a big fuel droplet. And so more of the fuel evaporated. Most of the old carburation systems and even the fuel injection systems that are out there now uh, depend on evaporation to get the vapor. So more of the fuel that I was spraying in turned to vapor, but, the, uh, but I was putting in less fuel altogether. So I ended up getting a fuel economy gain. I was getting approximately 36 miles to the gallon at 50 miles an hour for back then oh my god exactly yeah, that's so amazing then, dude. even at 90 miles an hour i would still be getting 27 miles to the gallon <laughs> saving money <laughs> just honestly man, good flying back through. In those, yeah so eventually i discovered uh this this trick if you will this uh, carburetor tuning technique uh, where I'd accidentally put the vacuum lines wrong on the carburetor. And, uh, and then I was able to duplicate it on other carburetors. And many carburetors uh, at that point then doubled their fuel mileage, a minimum of 25% gain, and then doubled their fuel mileage. So I was able to start my inventing business with this carburetor enhancer technique, is what I called it. And, uh, and, and, I, and I've been self-employed ever since. Hey, congratulations. Now, that that's um, interesting. I see, you know, all the time people try to create their own engines. You know, it kind of goes wrong. But no, you you really, uh, I didn't really, you didn't really create your own engine, but you did some very, uh, you know, um, detailed things to really kind of create your own piece. Now that that's its own uh, accomplishment, honestly. Yeah. Uh, the, the thing about an inventor is you have to know what's really going on. So a lot of mechanics didn't even know, like I, I went to mechanic school uh, retroactively. I, I'm a certified automotive uh, technician uh, and they don't teach this stuff. They no, teach they how to uh, rebuild a carburetor, but they don't teach you really why and how combustion works. Now, mm -hmm. I ended up becoming a combustion engineer as well uh, and did a lot of other things like uh, I, became, I, I got blasting certification and Anytime I've needed to know something, I've just gone out and learned it and, and got certified in it. And, and so I, I'm really a jack of all trades. But in any case, that's that. my point was you have to really know what's going on to be an inventor. You can't go by what they, they teach you in the books necessarily uh, because you can't improve upon something if you don't know or don't uh, assume, let's say, that something can be improved upon. 
Now, the other backside of that is that 99% of the time I'm wrong. <laughs> you have to really, if you're an inventor, you have to be used to getting wrong a lot, being wrong a lot. But you learn from your mistakes, like Thomas Edison did when he, he tried 4,000 different ways to uh, make a better light bulb. Uh, you learn from your mistakes, and then you can eventually make that 1% of time, you can now be better than you were. Uh, you have you know how to do something that nobody else can do, and then you, you can capitalize on that. So if you're good with being wrong 99% of the time, you're halfway to being an inventor. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Uh, literally, you can invent so many things, and it's really when you give up is the only time you ever fail it's mm. if you just keep on doing it every day just invent something new it, 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 you're gonna find success eventually yes you just yes don't give you're up absolutely right and i remember inventing so many things like a flashlight that could see around corners uh, because when i was doing mechanics work i needed to be able to look at the back side of a distributor for example to look at the serial number or or things like that so i invented this uh, flashlight that i could look at the back of a, a a uh, distributor and then I found it on the shelf. So so many things I invented that uh, I didn't know had already been invented, but eventually I did start inventing things that weren't on the shelf or improving things that were on the shelf because there's often something you can do about that. A lot of my most successful inventions were were remakes of things that were developed 100 years ago, but they didn't have the technology or the materials or something to the make updated it yeah the updated feel with modern society yes so at that point i realized that patenting really wasn't going to help me i i went to the patent office uh, to research the fuel savers for example and i found in 10 years because i did that in about 1985 uh 10 years back to 1975 i i discovered 5,000 fuel saver patents just in those 10 years that's a lot not one of which was on the market. Yeah. Now, what type of technologies did these uh, include? Is there is it different from yours? Actually, many of them were similar to mine. And hmm. so a lot of this stuff had already been patented, but had been suppressed. And I, I had slightly different variations on the way I did things. But what I decided to do instead was to write a book and teach people how to do this. Because I was making a good living installing fuel savers, but I'm only one man. And I wanted my technology to be out there and help as many other people as possible. So I wrote instruction manuals on how to do it. And then I sold those manuals by mail order back in those days. They didn't have the internet. And then eventually I, I uh, upgraded to PDFs and, and uh, when I got on the internet, and started to uh, sell my books online as well. But in any case, I've helped hundreds of thousands of people get better fuel mileage because I was able to sell the information rather than necessarily the fuel saver itself and no patent necessary. Yeah. All right. I mean, and, then, uh, and, and the only other type of uh, hydrogen technology I know of is uh deuterium. This, uh, the new fusion hydrogen technology that they're cooking up at like a, was a million degrees Celsius uh, that they're using for, you know, fusion, like the new fusion from water. Um, it's called deuterium. Um, there's some companies uh, yeah, working on it. Deuterium is a hydrogen that has an extra proton. So it becomes what's called heavy water. And uh, most of the time what they're trying to do is, is get rid of the deuterium uh, 
uh, like when you're doing a nuclear reaction, deuterium helps dampen the reaction and it does a similar thing in your bodies. It actually slows your metabolism. So people who are drinking uh, a lot of water that has deuterium in it uh, uh, end up having slow metabolism. So if they start to drinking deuterium depleted water, because your body does get rid of the deuterium over time, but if you're taking in more than you're getting rid of, then you, you start to get too much in your body. Uh, so if you drink de deuterium depleted water, then it, your body starts to wake up, become more healthful. And, and how would we know which is which? Yeah, it, it obviously in a chemistry lab, they can they can figure out how much deuterium is in water. And deuterium is naturally in water at about uh, one to 5,000 parts per million. So for every 5,000 uh, molecules of water, there's a molecule of deuterium. And they call that D2 instead of H2 uh, because the uh, deuterium is just a hydrogen, just a hydrogen uh, atom with an extra proton. So it makes it a heavy hydrogen. And so they call that deuterium instead of hydrogen. And so yeah. um, deuterium would be rich in our normal public waters um, and it would not be found in river mountain water or how? In, in, river, in normal river and lake waters, it'd be about one to 5,000. In city water, it becomes a lot more dense. I don't know what it is, but there's a lot more deuterium in tap water than there is in natural, like spring water or river. So, so drinking natural and clean water goes more than just the mineral content. Like there, there's some, you know, heavy, heavy hydrogen into it. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for, thanks yeah, for putting it on. Yeah. I, all I knew about deuterium was about, you know, uh, these companies. I actually covered it on one of my podcast episodes uh, way back. Um, and, it they just made some type of fusion energy out of it and yeah okay now i have to understand what i what i'm drinking at all times literally that's why they say don't use city water yes deuterium would be a better uh, substance for fusion than regular light hydrogen because of that extra proton you get a lot more energy out of it when you're doing your fusion that's true in uh, nuclear reactions and, and stuff so that's good so the next thing I, I got into was the Brown's gas uh, when I was doing my inventing because I'm in fuel saving. And one of the things that you could do with the Brown's gas was to increase the efficiency of burning carbon-based fuels. Uh, the reason being is that the, uh, the, the Brown's gas helps break apart the atomic bonds. So a hydrocarbon fuel has carbons and hydrogens, and the carbon and hydrogens are connected together with, with this uh, very strong atomic bond that must be broken before the hydrogens can mix with oxygen and make water and the carbons can mix with oxygen and make carbon dioxide. So water and carbon dioxides are the exhaust of a hydrocarbon flame. Okay, but that bond has to be broken first. And to do that, they call that uh, uh, self-propagation. You know, self it's called endothermic energy, the energy you're putting in to break apart those bonds. Well, it turns out if you put Brown's gas in a little, just a little tiny bit of Brown's gas in with the fuel, those bonds get broken apart a lot easier. And therefore, the amount of exothermic energy you have is more because to self-propagate, the flame has to take some of the excess heat or exothermic energy and use it to uh, break apart those bonds. And if they, as soon as they um, break apart the bonds, then they can recombine and it makes heat. So 
the less heat you have to take from the output to keep the flame self-propagating, the more heat that you have for using elsewhere. And, and the internal combustion engine is a heat engine. The more heat you get from the fuel, the farther you go in a gallon of gas. So the uh, Brown's gas was getting about a 25% gain. And at that point, carburetors were going away and it was mostly going into fuel injection. So my carburetor enhancer doesn't work on fuel injected vehicles. So the, the uh, Brown's gas with what I call the Hyzor technology saved me in my business for fuel saving. And I, I see a question, uh, is H3O2 good to drink more than H2O? Yes, um, from Mr. Ghetto Bedroom Records. <laughs> that's good. Uh, H3O2 is something that uh, Jerry Pollock, Gerald Pollock, Professor Gerald Pollock calls uh, easy water, which is actually a gel. It's not water. And H3O2 is not water either because it's H3O2, not H2O. H2O is water. Like somebody wouldn't expect H2O2, which is hydrogen peroxide, to be water, and you wouldn't drink hydrogen peroxide. But H3O2 is a gel. Uh, it's made from water. When water is associated with a hydrophilic, in other words, water-loving surface, uh, it spontaneously forms this H3O2 negative. It's negatively charged uh, gel-like substance. And, and yes, it's absolutely good to drink like if, if it's mixed in with the water that you're drinking, which incidentally, when you do the Brown's gas, which has, uh, Brown's gas is hydrogen, oxygen, and electrically expanded water. I'll get into that in just a little bit more. But the electrically expanded water portion is, is water that is soaked up electrons to the point where it's become a gaseous form of water that is not water vapor or steam. And when you put this in with the water, uh, it forms more H3O2. So whatever hydrophilic surface you have that's forming the H3O2, the uh, when you put in the Brown's gas, you'll get a thicker layer of the H3O2. And if that gets put into the water uh, through agitation or whatever, it comes off the surface that is that is attached to, then it is healthy. You need H3O2 in your body. Jerry Pollock should get a Nobel Prize for this. This is more important than the discovery of dynamite, more important than the discovery of antibiotics. This H3O2 is astonishing. And so if you get a chance to uh, go and research easy or what's called exclusion zone water with uh, uh, Gerald Pollack, professional, Professor Gerald, Gerald Pollack, you'll discover there's lots of videos online and things like that where you can, and, and he sells a book called The Fourth Phase of Water. It isn't actually the fourth phase of water. It is a phase that water forms, but it's more like a gel and it's and it's not H2O. In any case, the um, but that's what the book is called, and you and you'll start to understand what's going on, and just really quickly in our own bodies, just to give you an idea of what's going on, and you can look for this as you do your research. Every surface inside our body is covered with this H3O2 because the proteins are hydrophilic and the water that's in your blood then forms this layer of uh, H3O2, which happens to be very slippery. So you can imagine all your arteries, veins, and capillaries have this coating on the inside of them, and all your red blood cells have this coating on the outside of them. And because it's negatively charged, when the red blood cell tries to go through a capillary, for example, now when going through the veins and arteries, there's no big deal because there's lots of room, lots of elbow room. 
but capillaries are actually about half the size of the red blood cell. So the red blood cell has to, if, if you look at videos online, you'll see the red blood cell has to squish itself down into a sausage shape to squeeze through these little tiny uh, um, capillaries. And like a wormhole. They're just just like a big old fat worm trying to go through a little tiny wormhole. <laughs> well, like a, so a spaceship case, going through a wormhole too. It just kind of gets longer for a second. And oh yes, yes, yes. Uh, you you get that uh, uh, effect from the uh, light and and uh, and uh, yes, I understand. Yes, I got it. Uh, yeah. I was I was thinking of a different wormhole. I have a degree in agriculture <laughs> farm management. So when I think I'm, of, I'm a little bit into UFOs and worms, aliens. So I, what do you think when you that's, talk that's fascinating. my mind automatically goes underground? Not so you know space. about soil health too. Yes. That's awesome. So we'll have to case, have another conversation later on that. Or if we you know. didn't have this H3O2 in our uh, in our system, the, the friction of the red blood cell trying to go through a capillary would stop. There would be no amount of uh, pressure the heart could generate that, that could have blood flow in our veins or, and our capillaries. And it turns out an additional thing happens. The capillaries themselves generate a flow. So because when you get this hydrophilic uh, surface on the inside of a tube, it actually causes the uh, uh, a flow of these red blood cells or micropeers or something. This is in addition to the heart pumping. And when you think about it, anybody who understands fluid dynamics knows that any fluid will take the path of least resistance. So how do we how does the body make sure that every single capillary everywhere into your extremities into your outer layer of your ear gets exactly the same blood flow as the ones that are close to the heart? The reason is because every one of those capillaries acts like a way of pumping the blood as well. So all the heart has to do is get the blood to the places where the capillaries take over, uh, get it to the other side and then the heart uh, uh, vacuums it back to the uh, to the to the main pump. So this it's very important. This H3O2 is absolutely vital to life as we know it. And the Brown's gas increases the H3O2 that's in our body. Because Mr. Ghetto the, Bedroom uh, Records, you won the question of the day. You that's the number job. one question. <laughs> hey, it's like you're you're in the ether too, man. You're yes. floating through the ether with us, hitting the high points. Yes, yes, exactly. So. What is Brown's gas? Uh, electrolyzers that split water have been around for 175 years or more. Uh, back in the Michael Faraday's uh, day, they, they, he even came up with the equations. They call them the Faraday equations so that they would know if you put a certain amount of electricity in water, you would get a certain amount of gas formed. Well, if you, it turns, and, and the Faraday electrolyzers would have a membrane in the middle of them so that it would keep the gases of hydrogen and the gases of oxygen separated from each other and the hydrogen go, go out one tube and the oxygen would go out another tube. That was a Faraday electrolyzer for 150 years. Well, back in the 60s, uh, William Rhodes invented a single ducted gas. And what he was doing is making a combustible gas because in the end, he wanted to have the hydrogen and oxygen mixed together anyway. So he thought, why bother separating them? And so he didn't have a membrane in the middle. And then some interesting things happened that no one had noticed before. Now, it took a few decades to kind of get an idea of what was being noticed. And I, I did make acquaintance with uh, William Rhodes, and, and we had good conversations before he passed on off this earthly plane. 
And uh, so it turns out that something called an electron bridge forms when you don't have a membrane between the anode, which is making the oxygen, and the cathode, which is making the hydrogen. And as the electrons are going from the cathode to the anode through the fluid uh, across this electron bridge, some of the electrons get stuffed into water molecules. The water molecules soak them up like a sponge soaks up water until the water molecule becomes so saturated with this energy that it becomes a gaseous form of water that is not water vapor or steam. It's a negatively charged plasma, which is the actual fourth state of water. So uh, of matter, if you will, or water. So you have your solid, which is ice, your liquid, which is water, your uh, gas, which is water vapor or steam. And then you have your plasma, which is the electrically expanded water. Okay. So that is Brown's gas. All of these gases, the hydrogen, oxygen, and electrically expanded water are all coming out the same hose and amazing things happen with this gas. Now, back in the day, I was using it to enhance combustion of uh, internal combustion engines. And I was using it also as an alternative for acetylene. If you make enough of it, you can, you can use it as, instead of acetylene, in a torch. So at that point, we could cut steel 30 percent faster using 30 percent less oxygen uh, than you could with a normal acetylene torch and the cuts were very laser-like and you could cut thicker metal with a smaller torch tip it was just it was just uh, amazing gas for uh, cutting metals uh, and also for welding um, aluminum and uh, brazing and uh, sintering and a lot of other things so i was doing this and selling these machines and one of my water torch customers uh, decided to, for God only knows what reason, I have no idea how he thought of it, but he took and bubbled the Brown's gas in water and applied it on a cotton ball that he soaked and, uh, and put it on a melanoma on his forehead. And he kept soaking this cotton ball with the Brown's gas bubbled water. And in three weeks time, the melanoma was gone. Now this has since been duplicated elsewhere uh, and I have pictures of that. If you go to the eagle-research.life website, so eagle like the bird, hyphen mark, research.life, L-I-F-E website and go into the uh, testimonial studies section, you'll see the pictures of a guy who had a, a cancer on his, on his head that they put a shower cap on and then just put the gas up into the shower cap and they did it uh, several times a day for a, uh, a couple of weeks, three weeks, and the uh, and it, and it was gone. Like the skin was like uh, babies. You could see it was just barely anything that would could have been. It was healed. So this would work with tumors too. I'm supposing. Yes. Yes. So when they're when they're doing uh, a tumors, it, there's quite a few studies out there now that have shown that the Brown's gas, uh, specifically and only have uh, mitigated cancer of all different kinds. But uh, if you go this on This is that, as powerful as CBD THC oil. Yes, yes. So, and, and uh, another Combining thing is both. CBD oil uh, helps get rid of infla uh, inflammation, which is one of the things that exacerbates any illness. And the Brown's gas does the same thing. So the two of them work really well together. It's another you're, thing. You're too, at a uh, very high healthy rate at that point. Yes. Yes. So in any case, this guy in 1996 uh, uh, learned that the Brown's gas could be used for uh, uh, curing a melanoma on his forehead. I did not believe him. 
Uh, I did, however, tell, like I was doing mail order business. So I sent out uh, in one of my mailings, I sent out and said, hey, possibly Brown's gas can be used for health purposes. And I explained what happened. And a whole lot of people started to get back to me with testimonials to the point where they convinced me to bubble the water and drink the water myself in 2005, nine years after the first guy told me that it was uh, um, uh, good for health purposes. So in it any took case, you some time. Uh, it, <laughs> yes. Wow. Yes. I mean, uh, with that type of technology, though, you, you really never know. You're like, this is powerful. Maybe a little bit too powerful for me. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I just... I, I was used to thinking of it as a torch fuel gas or a combustion gas in an internal combustion engine. I, I didn't, I wouldn't consume gasoline. I didn't think, you know, <laughs> consuming this perfectly natural nutrition. Our bodies are 62% hydrogen by volume. Mm, I was off by 8%. 24% carb, uh, sorry, oxygen, 12% carbon and 2% everything else. So that our most important macronutrient turns out to be hydrogen. Who knew, right? And we only get our hydrogen from our food. Only today, most people are hydrogen deficient. They're not getting the hydrogen they need from the food because they're digesting. Because if we look in the ingredients, we see dehydrated onion, dehydrated garlic, dehydrated this, dehydrated that. Uh, it says it right there, dehydrated. <laughs> Yes, that's true. But the, the main reason is because of the uh, bacteria that are supposed to break the carbons. Remember I talked about those the carbon bond, those atomic bonds between the carbon and hydrogen? Well, our hydrocarbon fuel, our food and our fuel, but our food has those bonds as well. So we need to break those apart. And we start our digestive system in our mouth as we chew or masticate our food and put in the enzymes in there. And then we go through an acid bath in our tummy and our, in the, in the small intestines, we've got our, uh, our bile and various things that are, are happening, a microbiome, but our, our actual finish of the digestion doesn't happen until our large intestine and our colon, just before the food is exiting our body. There's supposed to be specialized bacteria there that finish breaking the carbons off from the hydrogens. Once they have all these enzymes and catalysts and everything to help them do that, to break those bonds. And then the hydrogen goes directly into your bloodstream. And that's how we get our hydrogen normally from our food. Um, but uh, this is this, this is a quick question. I heard something about the Japanese culture. They don't drink water when they eat. Uh, is there something that has to do with what you're saying in their own mouth? Like that they're uh, allowing. Yeah. The, the idea is to drink the water about 20 to minutes to a half an hour before you eat. And then that gets the body ready to do all these things of putting in the uh, acid and, and uh, digestion and everything that you need. So anything that needs the hydration for your body to digest your food needs to have the water first. And then, and then you eat and, uh, and, and you can keep it pretty concentrated. If you drink while you eat, you're just kind of diluting the mixture. Uh, and, and, and so your digestion won't necessarily be as complete or as, as soon. Uh, that's a good point. So in any case, the uh, so what happens is we do things like uh, glyphosate and artificial sweeteners and antibiotics. Antibiotics kill the good bacteria as well as the bad bacteria. And, and nothing wrong with antibiotics; they're great, but 
Now we've killed the bacteria that are, are making the hydrogen we need for our nutrition. And when you're hydrogen deficient, your body starts to shut down. And what happens is the body knows how to stay alive. So, for example, if you're out and you're freezing in the cold, your body will shut down uh, blood flow to your extremities to preserve core temperature. So that's an example of the body staying alive. Well, if you're hydrogen deficient, the body starts shutting off things that use hydrogen. The first thing that shuts off is the regeneration system. So instead of, if you get a cut, you'll get a scar, which is just a patch on the skin. So instead of having the body uh, actually heal the skin, it just patches it. So if you're still hydrogen deficient, then the body starts shutting off immune systems. So people get sick easier and sick of a lot more different things. And the allergies happen and asthmas and things because the immune systems have been shut down and the body's tolerance to, to anything gets depleted. And then if you're still deficient in hydrogen, your organs start to fail and you die. So the idea is with the hydrogen supplementation, you get the... Uh, um, your, your body starts to come alive. Your organs heal. Like I had a heart murmur for 50 years and that, and that is healed. Like it, it's medically proven. I no longer have a heart, uh, heart murmur. So that was a bad or a weak hey, valve. In God bless. Heart. Thank God you. Bless. Yes, it was. That was quite, that was a nice surprise. <laughs> I, yeah. No more, do, um, visit to the doctor, you know, worrying yes. about anything. Yeah. That's what killed my grandfather. My grandfather on my father's side. Uh, died of having the weak heart valve so that uh, so now I have a strong heart valve I, I find that a very good thing okay so then uh, the next thing is the immune system now it turns out that when I started drinking Brown's gas water in 2005 uh, I drank it from 2005 to 2007 and I didn't get sick and I used to get sick three times a winter like clockwork I you know go through lots of boxes of tissues cold flu whatever and um and, and medicine, not getting sick for two winters was amazing. So I decided, okay, this bubbling is good. So I, I made a particular machine called the ER50, which is just a, it looked like a bunch of plumbing pipes. <laughs> and and uh, I sold thousands of those machines and I was inhaling on those uh, from that gas, or sorry, not inhaling yet, uh, drinking the water from there uh, up until March of uh, 2016, we'll get to in just a minute. So in any case, uh, people could then uh, bubble the water, put the bubbled water on their skin, drink the bubbled water, or put the gas on their skin. And some absolutely amazing things became started to come in from 2007 when I recommended it up until, uh, well, even now. But until uh, December of 2015, People started asking, can we inhale the gas? And because I knew the gas to be a combustible gas, I would say, no, it's not a good idea. You don't want to have an explosion in your lungs. So I, I said, and I was wrong. The reason I was wrong was pointed out to me, and I should have known. I should, I should, again, being an inventor, you get wrong, you're wrong a lot. A customer uh, sent me a video of a Korean hydrogen bar that was using Brown's gas machines so that people could come in and sit down and put on the cannulas like this and uh, inhale the Brown's gas like um, we inhale or like we go buy a cup of coffee. Okay. And I realized that what I should have known before is that when you mix the gas with enough, the hydrogen with enough 
air, it becomes non-combustible. There's what they call a lower combustible limit. So if you're not, have you, if you haven't reached that lower combustible limit, which happens to be 4.7% hydrogen in air, so if the air mixture you're inhaling has less than 4.7% hydrogen, it's non-combustible and absolutely safe. So I, once I realized that, head slapper time, I realized that, and I apologize, I do apologize to all those thousands of people that I advised not to inhale the gas. Uh, I started to, uh, but by that time, I was, uh, I, I was a 24-7 caretaker of my late wife. Right? She uh, got sick, started to get sick, got sicker and sicker. And uh, by December of 2015, uh, she couldn't even roll over in bed without assistance. I had to carry her to the bathroom. She had lost her hair. She was blind. Uh, she, her organs were failing in various ways. Uh, she, she was an amazing woman and her quality of life had gone down to almost zero. It was, uh, she was able to talk on the computer with her friends and stuff. And that was pretty much all the joy she got in life anymore because she had been a multimedia artist. So being blind and not being able to move just tore the heart right out of her. It was, it was heartbreaking. In any case, uh, for many, for several years, and 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 it continued to March of 2016. Uh, in uh, early March of 2016, she told me that she needed to go to the hospital because she couldn't breathe, and I got her to the hospital, and 10 days later she died. So that was a really tough time, and I was uh, I was grieving. I, I I would have a pain in my chest and and not, and realize I had even forgotten to breathe. Like my body's automatic systems were uh, were almost shut down just from the the depths of the grief. So in any case, I looked over beside me at the at the machine I had on the beside the couch on the on the side table, the ER fifty, and I remembered that this person had said, "Can we inhale the gas?" Uh, as people had been saying, and the one guy had sent me the video. I decided I would hook up the machine and inhale the gas while I was sitting there on the couch because I pretty much couldn't get off the couch anyway. I was, I was too weak. And I, um, I, I, I did rig it up to uh, try to be safe, to make sure that I had less than 4% uh, hydrogen in the breath I would be inhaling. But I also videotaped myself that very first time that I inhaled. And that's still on my YouTube channel today. Like a testimonial. So yes. So people can can go and look and look at me in this video here. If anyone's uh, listening to it or watching as a video and look at the video of me then at when I was in grief and inhaling for the first time. So that, that's me. the first time you ever started using it, uh, drinking it. And so um, you didn't really get the full health benefits until then. That's correct. But when I was just drinking the Brown's gas or hydrogen rich water, I just didn't get sick, but all the all my other ailments continued to get worse. I I had uh, neuropathies, like the, lost a feeling in the palm of my left hand. I had uh, lost a feeling in the fronts of my shins, from my knees to my feet. I had uh, tinnitus. I had psoriasis. I had uh, I my hair was white instead of uh, dark, darker. Uh, yeah, you got gray hair. Yeah, so there were there were many many things that were wrong with me. I had the heart murmur exactly and. Uh, 
and I just there were those things continued to get worse, even though I was drinking the hydrogen rich water. All those things started to get better. And again, if you go to the eagle-research.life website about me page, you'll see a list of the things. And because I'm not even going to remember all the things. Once, oh, once dude, you got accolades. Good, you you have a you have a whole list of accolades to you. Yes. How can you remember? Yeah. So uh, uh, another thing I just remembered was arthritis in my hands. Uh, now I have full strength and zero pain uh, and full movement of my fingers in my hands and stuff. So all these things uh, uh, started to get better when I started to inhale the gas. But in any case, I videotaped myself so people could see. I inhaled the gas for about four weeks, and some of these things started to get better. And I could see that the, the gas was safe. There wasn't, there wasn't anybody going to get hurt with the gas. So I try things on myself first before I recommend them, and then I, I recommend them. So I sent out a letter to all these thousands of people that had the ER-50s and let them know that they could inhale the gas if they rigged it up this way that I had, and they would be safe. And they did, and people started to come back with testimonials. One of the testimonials, which I will never forget as long as I live, was a person who had lupus. Now, it turns out that that's what killed my late wife. We, we fought the lupus for about 10 years as her organs were gradually, gradually failing all that time. Uh, and until she reached the point where she died of essentially organ failure. Uh, and this particular woman had lupus symptoms and she reported that in three weeks time, her lupus symptoms were gone. That's a short amount of time for something so severe. For something so severe. Now, maybe she didn't have as severe a lupus as my late wife did, but. Well, I mean, it, it isn't what it is. I mean, still. Exactly. So it was severe enough that she knew it was lupus and, uh, and her symptoms were gone in three weeks time. So here that as, as much as grief was hurting me, at that point, I'd actually been able to start to breathe again. That put me right on the floor because I realized that I had the cure for my late wife in my own shop since 1996. I'd started uh, working with Brown's Gas in 1986, but I'd known about health purposes since 1996, long time before she ever got sick. And in all the time that we were fighting, at that point, I was about $300,000 in debt because we had spent a, a lot of money on all kinds of things to try to make her well, and I couldn't work. So we've spent, we spent, we, I spent all our savings. We, uh, we maxed out our credit cards, that mortgage on the house, everything in order to hopefully get this woman well again. And a person has to realize that when somebody is sick, it isn't just the sick person that suffers. It's the support system that suffers as well. So the uh, that's that's what I was doing. I couldn't do anything else, and so I lost a decade of our, our lives, and she lost her life because I didn't give her the gas to inhale back when she was starting to get sick. I uh, I, I I don't know how to forgive myself for that. I just I don't. 
And I was literally on the floor, on the rug, couldn't get up, crying. I at first couldn't even cry. I hurt so bad. And the only way that I could finally get up off that rug was to make a deal with myself and God that I would help as many people as possible not go through that pain and suffering that we did. Those years and years of suffering of illness. illness. At that point, I made it my mission to try to put an, an aquacure. It wasn't called an aquacure at that point, but Brown's gas in every home in the world. And that's what I'm doing. So hey, that, that, it will honestly, revolutionize uh, health everywhere. We appreciate this. Um, everyone, uh, me and uh, everyone listening. And yeah, this is important. I, I, I definitely see this as a, a revolutionizing uh, technology and uh, vital to humanity to it, it boils down to the boils, right? Uh, boils down to the core of everything, right? It can help our dogs. It can help our plants. It can help um, everything that's made of hydrogen, which is literally everything. Uh, yeah. Yes. Thank, we appreciate factors this. that we haven't even talked about yet. Okay. And so okay. would we like to talk about that at uh, after the break? It's been about an hour. Okay. Go ahead. Let's do that. Right on. I'm going to go ahead and play um, some songs and we'll go ahead and take a break real quick. Gonna go far, that's what we on the run for, go hard Sipping gin while we sitting, spitting those bars Getting rich, got a vision, get the show cards Lot of money laying around cause we go hard Always go hard, spitting fire, see the sonar Hope they resonate with the vibe, feel like Mozart Really, I'm alive and my soul feel like Mozart That's what hoes are, too explosive so I show art Yeah, I make art, sad to see people with no heart I work to replace all of the negative if I go far with it, I'ma show all of these bitches no complaining. If you with it, don't you dreamy? See the vision, need my energy, the mission. Really take all my precision. Every single day I picture where I'll be the day we get it. Feed the brothers, feed the fam. I don't really give a damn. I don't wanna give fame. As I wanna lend a hand, give the cash and rubber bands to the people always standing. On my side, always down the rise. Say I planned it. I'm the guy, like the super size on the planet. In my mind, I don't gotta try already. Have I'll be doing damage, I was born a savage In my mind, I already died, living lavish Heaven is a state of mind, be glad if you have it Living in a simulation, be patient to grab it Universe will bring it to you if you ain't an average If you live an average, and Satan's bound to manage your life I'm just trying to tell you if you gonna roll the dice Gamble in your life instead of living precise I ain't perfect, but I'm gonna earn it no, it don't concern anybody but my person Lesson that I learn is that people are gonna burn Anything you do, they gonna pay the price Nothing nice coming life for the dipshits They just wish it, never gonna manifest it Never catch me resting, short-term blessings I just want my brain to work so I can write my next hit Ignite the blessings, manifest my life Never question a moment in my life I be knowing that it's meant to be That's my destiny All the rest of my life really history The day that I'm finally gone, they'll be missing me Your position be the reason that I'm gone 
200 songs done, I've been on the run I ride a wave, make a way, I'm the one I stay the same, but I'm changing a ton Rearranging my brain for the gains through the sun I've been absorbing the light, I could say that I won At least I'm conscious of what I'm doing, praying a ton Relay all the information, staying patient with the shit I write a hit just to get through all the shit I ain't a bitch, so I'll make it, I ain't dealing with a prick I'm finna take over the game, really I'm getting in I'm really glad that you're here to witness it I'm about to fix entire rap game You could call it magic like a trick Classic with the way I spit it They be clapping when it hits I be snapping on this shit I've been rapping, feeling lit Oh Hold up <laughs> Hey Hey, hey, hello, how's it going? It's good, good. All right, all right. So we're back. And, you know, I just, you know, was thinking um, about how you're mentioning how this is boiling some, you know, uh, liquid. And then there's gas that rises. And sometimes this gas might heal. And, you know, I was just doing some deep consciousness dives in my mind and soul and spirit. And I was like, that sounds mighty familiar to what's going on in the pyramids and what might, you know, be there. Because I, I hear about how now, just recently in the last 10 to 20 years, uh, there's some huge discoveries down in Mexico and down in Central America about these pyramids and the chambers that they're finding and how inside these chambers, it just gets really crazy where it goes in all these di different directions. There's these rooms in certain patterns and different colors. And then some of these rooms have gases. And then I correlate that with what we already know about the Giza pyramids, how they're like, Hey, there's, um, water channels underneath the pyramids and it electrifies and causes, you know, energy. And, and then I'm like putting it together with what you just said. I'm like, this might just be what's happening. I think the ancients <laughs> knew about this, and I think you're upon the the knowledge that the ancients knew. I see. Uh, when I talk about the ether and who we are, the spirit, like I, I, I get pretty deep in my own way in my podcast, and uh, we pick up um, energy and knowledge just by living in and and being in that high state of mind, or or thinking of a you know trying to focus in a in a in a higher intellectual manner. Um, these things come to us, and what sometimes the technologies just may, may be some ancient technology that's just been passed down through the ether through us. And I think what you are doing is right there, sir. I, I honestly, um, I, I really kind of put it together with what's going on in the pyramids. Uh, no, no other way to say it. Yeah, there's there's a lot of things going on out there. First of all, that ancient civilizations knew uh, thousands of years ago. There's, I, I think there's been seven different civilizations that they've discovered so far. Uh, it, it, we're, we're just the latest iteration. And some of them built these huge structures that were, it seems, energy generating systems. Like the uh, people can even build small pyramids and put food in them. And the food will be preserved for long periods of time. Uh, for whatever uh, um, effects that's having, energetic or not. But they, they've also determined that the pyramids can put out streams of energy, uh, directed directed energy. And a, a lot of that can be measured with what's called electrons. So you're measuring the uh, amperage movement. Uh, and you can measure it in the streams, the streams that uh, do a lot of that uh, kind of energy movement, as well as other different kinds of energy. Water, water can absorb and give uh, energy 
of so many different kinds, like emotional energies, spiritual energies, uh, um, magnetic energies. They, they, all of these kind of energies can be put into water and then taken out of water. Um, and, and the various life energies, actual life energies. I was just watching a video this morning of uh, uh, Luc Montier, who was the uh, Nobel Prize winning uh, virologist that, that found the AIDS virus. And uh, he, some of the experiments that he was doing was transmitting sound waves that he had recorded from a DNA. So he had a test tube with certain DNA sample in it, and he would record essentially the energy or sound from that, and then transmit it over a telephone line to another test tube that had pure water in it, pure water, nothing else. And the DNA that was in that first test tube would start to appear in the second test tube that had nothing but pure water. Yeah, pretty amazing. So water, uh, water can do a lot of those sort of things and a lot of the health and healing uh, that, that we need comes from electrons, which it turns out that these pyramid shapes uh, concentrate energy and, and you get more energy uh, for and from whatever's going on, the radiant energy and stuff that our body needs as well. Oh, by the way, uh, when you're thinking of the radiant energy, that also increases the, uh, uh, what they call that easy gel we were talking about before, the H3O2. Uh, when, you, when you have radiant energy, infrared on you, the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, it, it increases that layer of uh, H3O2. So it's one of the reasons why if you're taking a sauna or an infrared uh, uh, bath, you get the uh, um, those extra uh, layer, uh, healthful layer. Of, it, it helps the blood circulation, uh, energy buildup. It, it turns out that that actually is like a battery in the body as well, because on the one side of the uh, easy zone is negatively charged, and then out in the ambient fluid, it's more positively charged. So there's actually a, like a battery formed throughout your entire body. So energetically, this in addition to helping the blood circulate, so your all your tissues get the right amount of oxygen and get the things carried away, uh, carbon dioxide and stuff that your body needs to take away, you, you're getting this energetic uh, ethereal being, if you will, uh, all all through all around you. Your energy like an aura boost. Uh, yeah, exactly. So the uh, the electrons in the electrically expanded water. So you got water that is soaked up electrons till it's become a gaseous form of water. When you inhale that with the uh, uh, hydrogen, you get a boost because people who are ill usually have depleted energy systems, like their, their reserves, depleted energy reserves and their energy generation systems have become compromised in various ways. So they, they're not making as much energy as they need and their reserves have been uh, taken away. So it turns out that the Brown's gas gives about a 30% more, uh, is about 30% more therapeutically efficacious than just straight hydrogen. Straight hydrogen is good. Many people will get results from just uh, supplementing with hydrogen. But if you have the Brown's gas, you'll, be, you'll get a, a boost because hydrogen itself does nothing. It kills nothing. It's totally inert. Interesting enough, it's, it's, it's like I call it the God molecule uh, or the God atom uh, because it's the first 
atom that forms out of the ether, if you will, uh, and everything else gets formed from that, but it's relatively inert. It really doesn't do anything until something is done to it, if you will. So think of what I think of as hydrogen in our bodies. Our body is 62% hydrogen, but I think of it as a building brick or a building block. Virtually everything in our body uh, is either built from or uses hydrogen in one way or another. All the chemical processes, all the tissues, everything. So the body knows where to put the hydrogen or the building block. So if you had a pile of bricks, somebody has to know how to put the bricks to make a brick house. The body knows how to do that. But you can't put the bricks from the pile to make the house without energy. So it takes energy to move the hydrogen around and, and put it where it belongs and do the stuff with it. So you need the, the uh, with the Brown's gas, you get the uh, hydrogen and energy at the same time. Now, there's lots of other ways of putting energy in the body. And one of them would be with pyramids. If people built a pyramid in their house or how, how some people even have a pyramid-shaped house, they, uh, they will get more energy from the environment. The, the ambient energy in the environment becomes concentrated in uh, what you call sacred geometry uh, forms like that. So that that so that's an important thing as well. All of these technologies tend to. I did hear something about putting a pyramid, copper pyramids, in your soil, and your plants would increase. Uh, by just the energy would just um, would uh, make all everything just boost. I'm sure that it would. Yes, um, it it would increase the energy in the soil, which increases the microbiome and all of that. And Plus, the copper is um, powerful. Trace, trace amounts of copper is a good thing as well. The, um, uh, the other thing is you could make a greenhouse that's shaped like a pyramid and, and do really well there. It would okay. be a very energy efficient uh, greenhouse as well because the upper part of it would be a smaller size so that there'd be less heat loss and you'd still have a, a wide surface on the bottom. I mean, so a, te a teepee isn't really a pyramid. It's kind of a cone, but yes. similar, the same idea, right? Yes. Yes. Good energy efficient there. design. Yes. For a home so it's important to get the electrons and you can you can get them even if you're like put uh, they call it earthing where you can uh, walk with barefoot on the ground or in sand and you get electrons coming into your body but if you're in your home and supplementing uh, one way to do that is just with the inhalation of the browns gas i'm just letting you know so what i'm uh, what i wanted one of the things i wanted to point out was since i'm only one person what I'm intending to do, and I'm almost done, I'm, I'm weeks away from having it finished, is make it what I call a manufacturer's course. And unlike my previous things where I would just write a book or a manual on how to make uh, whatever fuel saver or Brown's gas machine, which by the way, people can still go to my website, that's the eagle-research.com website, and buy the books and, uh, and, and videos and, and see what I've been doing with alternative energy and fuel savers and Brown's gas and duplicate those things themselves. But in addition to that, I'm making a course on how to build an AquaCure. Now the AquaCure is my latest Brown's gas machine that I'm selling and, and uh, uh, worldwide sold many thousands of them, but I'm only one person. Now I have a team of people that are helping me build them, but again, it's only just one location, one manufacturing spot. And one thing that, uh, it's tough in a new business to have is technicians. Now imagine 
if all the cars in the world were built in one location, let's say Detroit, and sold from Detroit out all around the world, and one of them breaks down in Japan or the United Kingdom, Australia, uh, and they have to send the car back to Detroit to get it fixed, that wouldn't be very efficient, would it? Well, that's a very dark area to begin with. So, yeah, it wouldn't really be very efficient. <laughs> so, in any case, uh, that's what's happening with my machines right now. If one of them breaks down, now I build them not to break down. That's one of the things I learned back on the ranch because actually I'm a lazy person. And I, I hope you're like not Detroit, people. sir. <laughs> no. I don't think you're Detroit. So, I'm not Detroit. I live near Niagara Falls. So, that's much better. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. You're more, you're more like Buffalo right now. They're, they're really, uh, on that next level hey you're you're right near that uh aws hydrogen system that the security guard got shot yes. over in his car though yes because yes man, that, that's man. true too uh yeah that's another one of those suppression stories that uh just adds to the list there's a mountain of them well so i think it's more in the car industry that they're they're kind of worried that, that they're really just like mob status man yeah, I need to look into that more. <laughs> so in any case, uh, what I'm getting to is that there needs to be technicians in every country. And there really should be manufacturers in every country. So I'm making a course that teaches people. It's $10,000. And they can learn everything they need to know to build the aquacures in their own home. And then they can sell them to enhance plant combustion or, or sorry, uh, growth. In, you don't want to burn the plants. You want to help them grow. <laughs> So you you well, I, I combust plants uh you know when they're yes, dry. Yeah, that's right. I've seen you combust them, right? Just <laughs> <laughs> yes, sometimes it's appropriate. Yeah, yes. So in any case, the idea would be then that they can serve their local communities. We can have hundreds or thousands of manu mini manufacturers out there instead of like having an Elon Musk uh gigafactory. We could uh, I don't need to be a, a, a multi-billionaire. I'm fine with what I have. I have a, a mortgage that I can pay and I, I have my vehicles and everything and I, I'm, I have everything I need. I'm not gonna take any of it with me when I leave this planet, so why have more than I need? Yeah, that's a stone cold narcissist uh, wants yes. everything. And I don't wanna control anybody. Like these, these people, they have so much money, they don't know what to do with it. Then they go into this global technocrat control mechanism where they, they want the world to be there uh, playground i guess or something but in any case i mean they're just handed the keys and then partly they're creating something with those keys you know in a, in a new room so my intention is to go ground roots have people in their own homes building these things all over the world and done then then it's not just me and thousands of uh, more machines get built the whole technology rises right from the ground that's that's my intention that's a blessing. I'm I'll be, I'm down to be part of it. I'm I'm willing to go ahead and take that workshop, uh, learn how to make something like this. This is fascinating. Yes. And a nice thing about it is that even if there's a lockdown, it's an essential business. So people don't have to close their business doors. They they because uh, it's a health business, right? Okay. Oh, oh there <laughs> yeah, we go. Sweet. Yeah. Hey, that and that that's also one of the things that my podcast is very heavily on. And so it fits right in with me. Um, I'm big on health and health is key. Yes, that's right. If you health don't have me. your health, you pretty much have nothing. And I and I can attest to that personally. <laughs> yeah, I mean no, like legitimately 
like I was just having a conversation about it uh, with um, the Big Dumb podcast. Uh, Kyle, yesterday, how it seems like there's a zombification where there's all these GMOs and all these systems flooding the human body to the to the point where it is destroying the anatomy. It's destroying the connections, the the energy inside of it. Um, the systems are shutting down. And so it's through the GMO modification and whatever this freaking America dark shit is, uh, what's doing to the body, right? And so, yeah, if you if your health isn't on point, if, if you're like not taking care of what you're putting inside of you and around you, and uh, I mean, it goes beyond that, right? But that's that's one part of it. Uh, yeah, you, you lose everything. You, you don't have any control of yourself. You know, it, sometimes it feels like you see in big and bigger states and cities um, and they're homelessness drug addicted problems like they're very unhealthy and they are not themselves like they don't they don't have themselves their consciousness and them are not a there's no connection that's right they they, they do things they don't necessarily want to do uh just because that's the only way they can keep life going on in their body because they they they're just well, there might it's be some really parasitic sad. entities uh, that that might be part of it, you know, that are, mm. that we just don't see some multidimensional aspects that are, you know, uh, over time, over a couple thousand years, our eyes lost the 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 sight, you know, to see. Yes, that is true as well. There's lots of entities that are among us and in us in a lot of in a lot of cases where people will have invited them in in one way or another, and uh, and reside. So there's there's a lot of negativity going on out there as well. That's true. It's right. I mean, it, it, it has been that way for thousands of years uh, through scriptures and through humanity. Um, so, I mean, it, it's just up to us to understand who we are and how to control our health and how to, um, you know, maintain ourselves. And if we don't, these entities got it. They, yeah. they got us like like a little mannequins. So that's a that's a good point where people should do a little bit of study to find out how to protect themselves energetically from infestations like that. Uh, one of the best things that my father did was take me to judo class and and they taught us taught me how to fall. <laughs> so when I get uh, flipped off a horse or a bicycle or whatever the case may be or trip and fall, I I can roll, I can I can fall well so I don't hurt myself. And but that also teaches you your kinetic, your electrical, your spiritual energy to to also do the same thing. Even if you're not falling physically, you, you, it's it's memory within you on all these different multidimensional levels to just get right back up. That's and and that was exactly where I was going. So, like the physical uh, judo, there's mental and spiritual judos as well. So that when people learn these various techniques, uh, they become very resilient. Uh, and 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 they can't they can't be hurt or it's much harder to hurt them because they avoid the situations or flow past the situations that could actually hurt them they become aware of and i i think that's a really good idea if people look into the various ways of uh making themselves mentally and spiritually protected as well then then you can get on with your life without getting hurt it's a really good idea Yes. Yes, the, the unification of mind, body, and spirit is very vital to uh, our future and, and, you know, maintaining our health and uh, well-being and focus and spirit. Yes, absolutely. So part of it's nutrition and getting back to water. Yes, let's, let's go ahead and get back to the water. Water, water. 
Splash. Well, it turns out that water uh, has something that there is water that comes out of the ground that they call primary water, which is water that has been formed in the ground and it's and it's essentially new water, water that hasn't been uh, doesn't have all these memories attached to it, all the different kinds of things that can happen with water. Like I was talking about Luc Montier's uh, experiments where uh, any water can be given the information it needs to form something else. And I learned about this at first, way back when I was quite young, in my 20s, and, and I was working as a prospector, as I, was, uh, I mentioned earlier. Uh, there were prospectors that were saying, there are creeks that have placer gold that have no mother load. In other words, there's no place where the gold is coming from. They can clear all the placer out of the, the gold out of the creek, and a couple, three years later, they can go back and there's more gold. Where's it coming from? Well, it turns out there's a, a thing called transmutation, and it happens naturally, not only in, in nature, but in our bodies as well. Now, another way that transmutation happens as far as the Brown's gas is concerned is if you cook an ore, like a copper ore, this, is, this has been uh, proven, uh, done. Uh, you cook the ore with the Brown's gas, you get three times more copper from it than you do with the, uh, when you have just the regular uh, ore. When you, when you process the regular ore in the processing plant, you get a certain amount of copper per ton. And if you cook it with the Brown's gas, you get three more, uh, three more times the copper per ton that you would have without uh, cooking it with the Brown's gas. And what I do is I look at it and I say, okay, all everything to make, like if you're baking a cake, for example, everything, the ingredients you need to make the copper are in that ore, but the Brown's gas provided the energy to finish the process finish the cooking, if you will. So that was a transmutation kind of effect. There were a couple of other things that happened as well, where the uh, new water was being formed. Now, if you have a uh, brown's gas and it's got a flame, it will, uh, the, the ashes of the flame is water. You've got your hydrogen, oxygen, it goes back to water. Now, if you take that water and store, uh, save it and collect it, save it and store it, that's new water, water that has no memory. It's water that formed directly from hydrogen and oxygen. So it wasn't water. It didn't have a previous memory. It had been split apart and all that erased. And, it, and now it's new water. And new water can form minerals. And there was a fellow named uh, uh, Norman Wooten and uh, Joseph Bender in Rainfresh. Uh, Joseph Bender's company was called Rainfresh. And Norman Wooten was an inventor working with uh, Joseph. And they collected a bunch of this, this water and they put it in a jar that was sitting on a window shelf and next to that jar was a jar of uh, mineral uh, back in the day they, they had these uh, little drinks that you could take a shot glass of this mineral mixture and drink it and that's how you get your minerals supposedly and there were 50 different minerals in that uh, in that solution that the people were drinking now the sun was shining in the window through the minerals and in onto the new water and the new water started to form sediment a white sediment and they got they eventually got about 10 ounces of sediment out of that new water now remember that water had never been anything but hydrogen and oxygen h2o and yet when they analyzed that sediment they found all 50 of those minerals in that sediment so the water literally turned into these minerals and I had a similar. I have a similar thing that happens in 
all the Browns gas machines like the Aqua Cures. But back in the day, uh, I, there was this one chiropractor that was using uh, one of my water torches in his practice for at least eight hours a day. And every year he would have he would come and have me clear the sludge and the sediment out of his machine. Now, he'd only ever put distilled water in. So where did all this sludge and sediment come from? Now, it turns out when we analyzed it, it was exactly the same materials as the stainless steel plates that I was using as the uh, uh, electrodes in the, in the machine. Now, when we started the machine, when it was new, it had 19 pounds of plates. And when we measured them after the third cleanout, it still had 19 pounds of plates. The plates themselves hadn't degraded. But we had, coincidentally, 19 pounds of this heavy metal sludge that had come out of the machine. We analyze it, and all the materials that make stainless steel, the iron, the nickel, the chromium, all those kind of things, were in that sludge. They'd never been put into the machine with the distilled water that was putting into the machine, but they formed inside the machine. So there's three different ways that, that Brown's gas has shown transmutation. Now, that, now, if you look at things like the Philosopher's Stone and alchemy, that's one of the things that the Philosopher's Stone theoretically could do was transmutation. So we get back to the, the primary water. We see water coming up out of the earth that's new, been formed in the earth, and starts to flow over the rocks in the sunshine. And I think it it actually makes the gold if it goes over minerals in a certain uh, um, way. And that's where the, where the gold was coming from. So there's a natural transmutation as well as we can actually cause transmutation to happen. Now, this hit, hits, hits on a key topic. Um, you see, for the last couple of years, I've really been into supplementing, getting more and more in tune with it. And I started seeing a whole bunch of topics and conversations on monoatomic gold, monoatomic silver, collodial gold, collodial silver. So uh, going towards you, how would you adapt this to your systems? Have you tried adapting these elements to your systems? Uh, have you tried creating tonics uh, specifically with your water included with some of these collodial golds? Or um, what would you speculate would happen if you did? Uh, or, or, you know, um, could you speak on that? Yes. Yes, I have. And that's a really good question. And I can't answer it because I don't know. I, I haven't researched the uh, colloidal silver or gold or the ORMS uh, uh, technologies. So I don't know what would happen if you tried to commit, uh, mix the new water, for example, into those systems or the uh, Brown's gas flame or, or any of that kind of thing as well. Uh, it would definitely be something to try, but could and, you? And, uh, probably a positive. I'm I'm thinking. I I can't imagine it being a negative. I, <laughs> yeah, I'm imagining, I definitely couldn't. It, yeah, it'd it be would, like some supercharged water, like ex extremely mm. supercharged water. Yes, yeah, they do really well with the technologies, just the way they are. So if you add this other uh, these other elements, it should be at least complementary or sy synergistic. Yes. Well, look, I'll be honest. So. When I hear and see things like potions um, in video games and how video games reference ancient uh, cults and how I know that there uh, is cultures around the world, you know, from thousands of years ago who had alchemy as one of their key things. So in putting two and two together, I'm like, well, they knew 
how to make tonics, potions. They knew how to make elixirs, which is why these guys live for hundreds of years. And like, maybe they, um, you know, I'm, I'm really seeing it as what it, what it's been, you know, throughout history. Now that I'm hearing it from you, uh, more and more, and I'm getting involved with more of these topics myself. It, it's pretty fascinating. It, it, they were definitely on these higher uh, dimensional technologies. Uh, you know, we see it with the pyramids. So understandably, we could say that, hey, if they had a huge pool of this, you know, hydrogen healing technology in their pyramid, then there was probably a, a portion where they could just scoop up in their water and then sell it out in jars and do all this other stuff, which is what they were obviously doing. Yes, in the, in the hieroglyphics they have in the pyramids, they actually show and and they found uh, clay jars with the anodes and and such in them so that they knew they had electric batteries back in that day as well as some sort of uh, radiant uh, light fixtures and stuff it's if they chip it into the rocks so that it left a, a a pictorial record of of that type of technology so they definitely had those sort of things and uh, more recent experiments and I, I won't even, uh, I, I may get back to the Japanese study in just a minute, but uh, there, there's a bunch of rodent studies that showed that if, the, if, you, if you have the rodents inhaling a 2% mixture of hydrogen, the minimum lifespan increase, healthful lifespan increase, so it wasn't rodents that were just like uh, arthritic on the ground, they were running around healthfully, uh, was 30% increase in lifespan minimum usually around 50 percent increase so you can imagine if uh if people were living normally to 80 years old now they would normally be living to 120 and we do know historically if you look in the bible with all the begats and all of that people were living to be 900 a thousand years old quite often so what did they do back then that we aren't doing now that that's a that's a good point uh one particular rodent study uh, it was rats. They uh, they actually euthanized the rats because the the study ended that they have no idea how long the rats would have lived. They just weren't dying. <laughs> like hey, uh, we can't keep these things around anymore. We're about to. We're already ninety years old, man. We've had them for seventy. Uh. <laughs> they could so outlive when us. you look at you look at things like the philosopher's stone. Anything you list that the philosopher's stone can do, the Brown's gas can do. So if you're looking at extending life, if you're looking at uh, having uh, health, if you're looking at transmuting into gold, you're looking at all these different things that uh, the Philosopher's Stone theoretically could do. Who knew that that was just ice? <laughs> Water. <laughs> yes. That's just fascinating. Uh, I mean... It, these uh this technology has been around for a long time and I, you know you were talking about currents and i was just thinking about like you know maybe this is how some of the ancients were so well attuned to um boating and and traveling across the seas more more than just like just like oh they knew which wind it's like no maybe they felt the electro you know the, the electricity the charges the currents and you know, the way that the, the waves and the sea went and the ocean went. I, I, so that's what I kind of thought automatically. And uh, I was wondering, you know, have you have you uh, tried much work with crystals or mantras with um, 
your technology. And so I understand that using certain crystals around water can be beneficial. Even storing water in crystals can be beneficial. Um, I, I would assume that putting a geometrical pattern around your device um, uh, uh, with powerful crystals would also be very powerful. Um, also, mantras. Uh, I know that you can, you know, chant OM and and have some very powerful resonance uh, effects with uh, water and other mantras. Um, have you delved into any of that? I haven't personally. My late wife was much into those sort of things where she was uh, charging water energetically with different colors, for example, to get different effects. She had a rainbow right. colors of, uh, of things. I, I, I call her my rainbow girl because she experimented with uh, chakras and, and uh, mm. those rainbow colors in many different ways. So we were just getting into that sort of thing when, when she got sick. That's very powerful, actually. I, I, I'm into it. Like um, I, I realized that the colors and the spectrums and emotions um there's something more to what we're seeing than meets the eye and so with the chakras it's all in it, yeah there's there's definitely something there much more secretive that you know uh these societies know of and yeah it's i mean it's up to us to meditate and really be peaceful to really get the full picture you know i mean yeah i don't think, I don't think uh 10, 10, 15 years ago with a head full of steam really could have understood these concepts. But now I'm like really in a peaceful state where I'm like really seeing it. Yes. One of the problems with science these days, well, there's, there's a couple of problems, but this one in particular is that they say, the scientists say, if we can't measure it, it doesn't exist. <laughs> and that is so wrong. And science I, I, should I, be all about figuring out how to measure something if it's already proven to exist. For example, how do you measure an emotion? How do you measure love? You can We can measure light in different ways or magnetism, but the the auras around a person, the, the, the spirituality, uh, the, the spiritual body, uh, the, the various ways that uh, things happen etherically around crystals, they do happen it's it's uh it's something that can be seen but uh how do you measure it it's like uh newton didn't start thinking about how to measure gravity until he got conked on the head with an apple but <laughs> but that didn't stop gravity from existing all those many many millennia before newton right so isaac newton was a fascinating character i just recently learned that he was heavily into the egyptian pyramids he actually had journals upon them and he had wanted to rebuild solomon's temple and we understand solomon's temple is his entity work but when we look at the pyramids it's also this crystal work uh Christ, yeah they, the pyramids are made of you know i, I wouldn't say crystals but it's made of, of stones and certain resonance uh patterns and so yes. it produces its own you know unique structure and properties Yes, yes, and and they did things that were incredible, like the capstone on one of the great pyramids was set down beside the pyramid. It wasn't up on the cap, but it, as I understand, it was actually made of stone that they've determined came from someplace like Wisconsin. So how did a Wisconsin stone get to Egypt? It's like there's been things going on that we didn't we didn't know about. But to bring it full circle around with uh, Isaac Newton, Sir Isaac Newton, 
one of the things that he did was was uh, 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 examine something called the Bessler wheel, which was a gravity wheel that was made and determined to be working. Uh, uh, what that be in the six, 15th, 16th century, something like that. And again, uh, I have my own little gravity wheel design that I'm that I'm working on. So I, I thought that was interesting how you were saying how he had done all this other research. Um, it, and he did. He was his mind was incredible. And and he determined that the Bessler wheel did work. Now, that it's another one of those suppressed invention kind of things, uh, stories, because the inventor of it didn't want to release it to the world. And unfortunately, that's pretty much what you have to do these days in order to actually get something out there. Yeah, and these technologies need to be out there. Um, I really think that some of us uh, are, are kind of chosen, and it's just uh, most people don't believe in themselves enough, and, and like including me. And like, um, but when they do, things really can uh, be beneficial. But we also got to be careful. Yeah, you know, um, we can't really like hoard this, you know, uh, or, or you know, really try to like. Demonize it, uh, you know. Demonize these things, and you know, I'm glad that uh, you, what you're doing. It, um, I, I would, I would be interested to take your workshop, and I would also be very fascinated to go ahead and get more involved with the crystal work and spectrum work. Um, you know, these monoatomics, uh, colloidals, these element uh, additions. See, I'm like, I'm. I've been interested in this my whole life, kind kind of just here and there reading things, and but it's been more the last like five years has come like full circle. Uh, you know, it's it's really just um revolutionizing. And the more that I get into health and fitness, the more that I want to get into uh, crystals and and well being and like understanding how to like control the frequencies and um, you know within me and around me and you know that this is um this is great so is is there more that we can uh talk upon uh, you, yeah the, the, um you, when you're talking about the frequencies another thing you can do with the browns gas is add frequencies to it because it's been determined there are a lot of healthful things that frequencies can do uh rife for example i'm sure you're aware of him uh developed a a whole spectrum of frequencies to heal just about every ailment known to man uh he discovered, for example, any particular virus or bacteria has a resonant frequency. So if you if you vibrate the body with that particular frequency, you destroy all those pathogens, those specific pathogens, without hurting anything else, because everything has its own frequency. So that that just gives you an idea of what's happening. Plus, uh, we are resonant or frequent frequency beings. Everything is is frequency. We we see the physical realm. But all it is is manifestations of frequency. So if we uh, if we if we put frequencies into the healing aspect or energetic aspect of what we're doing, we end up with uh, something even more powerful. So bringing these various modalities together is good. And I and so I designed the AquaCure machine so that it actually you can change the frequency on the machine to optimize it for any particular ailment or, or whatever you're trying to enhance. Uh, I just wanted to uh, mention that as well. And I, since I really want to help people uh, and not go through what we did, my, my late wife and I, because we spent so much money on, uh, on various machines and apparatus and things that I ended up 
they're just stored now because I, I have no other use for them. They didn't work for what she was doing and I couldn't return them. Uh, I made it so that people can buy an AquaCure machine and use it for a year. And if it's not working for them, they can still return it and get their full purchase price back. So one year satisfaction guarantee. And the other thing I've done, just to be sure that the people pay their money once and, and don't have to worry about it anymore. Uh, first of all, I built the machine so that they don't break down to the best of my ability. But if they do break down, I have a lifetime warranty. So the machines will, will if, if they do break down for any reason that is a manufacturer's error, I'll pay for the shipping, the labor, and the uh, parts to make sure that they get back a machine that is fully, fully functional at no additional cost to themselves. So these are things that I'm doing to try to help the technology get out there and actually used. Not like people have the, have the machine and then just leave it in a corner kind of thing for one reason or another. That's yeah. awesome. Um, <laughs> I, I honestly have been looking forward to um, getting one. I mean, it kind of costs a bit much, but I'll, I'll definitely get one when I can. Uh, you know, I'm seeing all these testimonials uh, that you got going on and the story. This is um, literally something that flows along with the universe the ether like at a this this sticks to nature uh this should resonate with everybody on just an element sense like when you hear something about hydrogen and water it should just resonate with you um now whether you're in tune with yourself or not i don't know but if you're in tune it's going to resonate with you and this has been a fascinating conversation i i you know we're hitting up on the two two hour mark we can um continue on or call uh, a day uh doesn't really matter sir um i appreciate this time uh, honestly yeah i i will i will need to call it a day uh, i've got a bunch of other things that i i have scheduled that i do need to get to but uh i i do really appreciate being on your platform and informing as many people as possible about these various things that, that get, they can do to help themselves uh first of all in their health and then in their wealth as well uh, some people will be able to have the wherewithal to uh, pay the $10,000 for the course and and uh, make a business out of selling these machines. And I'm doing everything I can to make sure that their business will be successful, independent of me. So if for some reason I'm not able to continue or I retire, uh, the, the whole Browns gas uh, field will continue to grow and expand. So we're, we're making forums, we're making all, all different kinds of things to help people uh, make their own businesses with this. So uh, one thing I'd like to offer as well is a, a discount code. Uh, we haven't discussed that, have we? No, uh, do you go ahead and share? I'll definitely post it on my socials, um, share this in the info. Okay, well, why not we just call it 509 Divine Pines? Roger that. As the discount code uh, with without any spaces, just 509 Divine Pines. It doesn't matter if it's first caps or all caps or no caps. Uh, and we'll and we'll call that a discount code for 20% discount. So anybody that wants to buy an AquaCure, which would normally be about $2,500, they'll get $500 off if they use that code when they're going to purchase. I'll, I'll send you an email with the uh, details. So they can go, usually you go to the eagle-research.life website. And once you have looked around and you decide you want one of these things, you know, give it a try. 
then you can just click on the uh, purchase button. It'll take you back to the .com website where you can actually purchase the AquaCure. And uh, it's down there below, um, 509 yep. Divine Pines coupon code over at Eagle Research, eagle-research.com. Um, it's been an honor, and we appreciate this. Uh, the coupon code is a, a blessing for everyone. Um, you see, um, I, I'm very in touch uh, with healing my, my family, my friends, and uh, I, I know that if I uh, show this to them and show this to some people, they, they will definitely, you know, think about this and like really go ahead and start put looking more into the alternative and uh, share within, you know, a matter of time. It's only going to be a matter of time that more and more people see the truth, see the light, see the, see the, see the power in water. To, to be honest, like I, man, I right here, I've been just been drinking uh arrowhead mountain water and you know, Oh, right, there we go. So, I mean, this is like just a good water. I'm thinking, right. It's mineral based from a spring. I'm, I'm thinking, right. So it's uh, better than, what is it, the reverse osmosis? I mean, what, what, what's so bad about that? Could, could you just quickly maybe say? Yes. Uh, actually, I drink distilled water, which is even purer than, than uh, reverse osmosis water. And, and partly because reverse osmosis water is generally using tap water. And tap water still has uh, drugs and hormones and, and a lot of different things in the water that are not cleaned out. So all this energetic things that have been happening in the civilization, wherever the water came from, uh, all the uh, sickness and health, but, but various things that are happening in your neighbors around your town, wherever that water is coming from, is all in that water and just keeps getting recycled and concentrated uh, more and more and isn't cleaned out. You know, yes, and then they add the things like the fluoride and chlorine and and other things that are are not good. So it's you. like quadruple toxified because if it's it's getting a tap water, then it's getting sulfates, phosphates. You know, it's getting these uh, added plastifiers. It, it's uh, wow. Yes, you know that that just goes to show how important it is. The water is right. Important, right. I mean, so what I I did is I have a home distiller and I distill my water, and then I put the uh, Brown's gas. I, I infuse the Brown's gas into the water. And that's what I've been drinking since 2005, and I and I think I've been doing okay. <laughs> you you look amazing, <laughs> sir, for your age. And uh, this has been a blessing, honestly, George. I don't, I don't want to take too much more of your time. This has been a fascinating um, conversation, and maybe we can uh, have you on to talk about other subjects. Uh, you, you, uh, you're a wise man. <laughs> you know, it's I in would, your name. I would love to talk about some of my other subjects, and then. Hopefully a couple of months time or so, I may even have this gravity wheel built. And then, and, and if it works the way I think it will, that'll be pretty amazing. That would be an interesting thing to see in on the air, you know, show my viewers. Yeah, that would be fascinating. Hey, uh, this has been wonderful over at the 509 Divine Pines podcast. This has been a talk with George Wiseman, the wise man creating hydrogen with his hand. <laughs> so go ahead and use the coupon code. 509 Divine Pines over at his website, eagle-research.com for 20% off. And we appreciate you, sir. Uh, this has been a blessing. Hey, God bless. Bye. Hey, you guys heard it. You guys know about it. You guys drink it every day, water, and how it can heal you. Hey, this has been uh, 
a fascinating flow of conversation. It, it went into many different topics, but that's the way the ether is. That's the way the water is. That's the way the universe is. The universe is like water in, in some essence. We know that um, we're made of 70%, like 60-some percent water. Uh, 70% is around the world. Uh, if we look up, the, there's water. You know, speculativity these NASA people and these space people are actually diving into water up there. And when we go down, it's water. And uh, even below the water, there's more water. So water's everywhere, man. And it's very important to drink the right water. And now when we evolve through these technologies, like our phone in our hands, don't let this be the stop. Don't let this computer be the stop of the technology, the evolution. We're like, yeah, humans are getting so smart with this technology. And then they stop there. And it's like, what technology? What You have a phone, you have a computer. No, we were, we, there's more to it. There's light technology. There's water technology. There's sound technology. Uh, you know, there's, there's a lot that is coming out these days. And, this is one of the technologies that you guys should get into. Uh, I've loved this conversation, and today was um, a good hydration for your soul. Am I right? You guys have a wonderful day. Make sure to use uh, my coupon codes over at Tweedle Farms 509 Divine Pines for 20% off hemp CBD tinctures oils vapes they literally got everything they're they're homemade they started from scratch uh they get seeds from certain cultivars that they're like really fascinated on the home on like the society like um through they, they got like some good cultural stains like cultural strains you know through these hemp that like i i'm no other way to say it they're homegrown um use the coupon code 509 divine pines for 20 percent off your order and visit boomerboost.com for 10% off using coupon code 509DivinePines10OFF. They have well-being products, vitamins, nutrients. They got the right concoctions of supplements. They are wonderful. I've been using them for two years and literally, dude, my body is nutritious. Like, no other way to say it. <laughs> like. You know, I can feel everything in my body like kind of working, and it's it's been a it's been a blessing to have them. Like literally, these guys are um, making my family think about these things a little bit more. Uh, and so, if I can take it back home and have some results internally and externally, showing some people, then I know you can too. And. Hey, last but not least, go ahead and uh, use the coupon code 509DivinePines at eagle-research.com for 20% off your order uh, with the hydrogen healing system. And we'll definitely have a better ad read for that next time. And so just look into it. It costs pretty penny. He's offering uh, courses. So there's more to it than just a a device he's this um website and technology is gonna be abundant and you can take it home i mean you can learn how to do it yourself um go ahead check it out you guys have a wonderful day
This has been Five Nine Divine Pines. Peace, blessings. Take care. Analyzing everything I see, so I see new horizons. Took the acid, feeling blasted in my brain, so I've been sitting up inside it, thinking about the present and the future. I'm improving cause I am a trooper, never getting caught up in the loop. Got up out it cause I found the truth. Woke up to a beauty of the day, and the sun is shining, so I'm finna stay. Sitting, soaking up all of the rays, till I feel it surging through my brain. Like some burger sugar, did a lot of cane, experimented with it, couldn't name all the times I did it. Feeling like a fade, yeah, I'm really, really glad that I let it go. Cause I got Gotta be prepped for the time when the plane ride is a new norm So I know I'm gonna stay high, blaze on the ganja Feeling like I make my music go to another level while I take off I can't ever stop this, fell in love with it Fit like a glove, so I'm never ever done with it So now I'm about to rip another beat, ayy One day I'll make a million in a week, yeah Shooting for the top spot, feel like I'm a hot shot Like I really got a chance with it, I will not flop Somebody gonna make a dance when I pop off Gonna have all the bitches taking all the tops off I've been feeling like I'm really gonna kill it for the rest of my life So I've been staying focused in my soul I've been feeling like a million dollars, so I know that everything is really getting closer yeah no posers only been hanging with the ones i've chosen only all the people that are living in the right way because they spending every day growing yeah no whole shit coming in my life and then leaving in a moment that's the shit i'll never let into my life again because lately i've been feeling like i'm golden never showboat i just showcase all my music that i made this far always knew that i could be the one that would get this far now i'm right here looking in my mirror trying to figure out if there's any more fear because i'm getting rid of it all yeah yeah, I'm getting rid of it all. Meditating, analyzing everything I see, so I see new horizons. Took the acid, feeling blasted in my brain, so I've been sitting up inside it, thinking about.